Hey everybody, and welcome to Rabbit's Ramblings, Podcast 214. This time I have a few things to talk about. I saw Mad Max, so that's the big thing I talk about. I have a few more thoughts about Destiny's expansion, House of Wolves. And I have very brief thoughts about the game I mentioned last time, which is called Crossy Road. And that's it for this time. Hopefully, you'll enjoy the show. Mad Max Fury Road continues the series, and I don't think they could have made a more perfect sequel. Looking it up online, it actually makes sense, and it was done by the person who did the original trilogy, so it makes perfect sense that he continued the series. And even though it's been 30 years, I think it really was the right choice to continue the series from the point at which it was Max has all of his gear and problems from the previous movies, both physical and psychological. And while that may be confusing to people who are newer to the series, which is probably a great number of people since it's been 30 years, I do think it might give them incentive to go back and check out the original films, especially that first film where we are introduced to Max and the story surrounds Max. Because all the other movies kind of revolve around people around Max and don't really focus on Max himself. For those new to the Mad Max world, they do a really good job of kind of explaining what happened to the world and why it is without going into too much detail or spending too much time on sort of the origin of the world and what had happened in the previous movies. The desert wastes do seem endless and there are several tribes and they're very distinct in who they are and their identity as a tribe and what their tribe is about, you know, whether they're violent or whether they're peaceful. And they do a really good job sort of giving us a taste of that post-apocalyptic world. Why they are still sort of fighting over gas and using it as their main barter point is kind of a mystery, but it does make sense since this is a continuation of the series. And in terms of the world of the series, the time hasn't really changed. It's really just that huge gap of time, which has changed for us. It makes sense, though, since vehicles are really the only thing that are kind of running anymore. All of the other technology of the world is dead and gone. So it does kind of make sense that gas would be the one major resource anybody really cares about. Because you can either run war machines to defend a town, or... You can travel and keep on the road and keep moving to try and find, you know, better, more peaceful settlement of people. That's a fairly universal thing that people would need for either situation. Without really giving away too many spoilers, the movie revolves around Charlie's Theron's character escaping from the tribe she's working for at the opening of the movie. And it's quickly revealed that she's brought with her all of the wives of the leader of that camp, who is basically using them all for sort of breeding and 
making the warriors of his tribe. While the movie is almost non-stop action, as a Mad Max movie should be, there's an incredible amount of story and character development for several of the characters. The special effects are just insanely perfect. I don't know how much of it was real action in the desert and how much of it was digital, but all of the effects look perfect and completely believable, even in the face of things you know just can't be believable. Again, I won't do any spoilers, but let's say there are several landscapes slash weather effects that you know just don't exist in the real world, and yet they look completely perfect in the movie. The music is a heavy rock kind of instrumental soundtrack, as typical for a Mad Max movie, and it actually sounds pretty good. I'm not really into that kind of music, but it was all pretty good, and I rocked out, as it were, at the appropriate times, and it was really good music that I I liked quite a bit, even though it's not my style. Anyone who poo-poos the movie and says Mad Max doesn't have a big enough part, or he doesn't have enough lines or whatever, is obviously not a true fan of the Mad Max series. The first Mad Max movie is about Mad Max, yes, but all of the subsequent movies have been around sort of Max's travels and his adventures in the desert, and the stories are all about the other people he meets. So this is perfectly in line with that. The movie is not really about Mad Max so much as it is about the characters he meets and sort of their adventures slash troubles that they run into. This is no exception to the formula for the Mad Max movies. And again, it's really a perfect sequel. I would recommend you see it with popcorn because it's awesome fun. And take friends who are either Mad Max fans, action movie fans, or possibly even car movie fans because there is a lot of driving. And of course, you know, there's a lot of car battling and a lot of cool explosions and some effects, not not so many, you know, jumping kind of effect type things. They did a lot of that in previous Mad Max movies, but in this one it's sort of more realistic effects. They're more, you know, on the ground kind of driving as they should be instead of, you know, leaping around and doing crazy car things like they did back in the day. Again, I am incredibly impressed with how amazing a job they did of continuing the series, which has been dormant for 30 years, and I am not disappointed at all. And if you are a true fan like me, there are several small details here and there you can pick up on, which are references to the previous movies, and it's a lot of fun for the true fan to notice those and go, oh yeah, I remember that. But I would definitely recommend it to certainly older fans, as well as people who might become new fans. I have some more thoughts on the Destiny House of Wolves expansion. As I said before, there are only a very small number of actual quests. I would say I think there's only like three quests. I read somewhere it said five, but I don't know. I think they're counting things like one quest that sends you around the new base to meet all the people, which 
I don't really count as a quest because it takes like a minute and you just go to one person and say hello and go to the next person to say hello and you go to like five people and that's it. Much like the previous expansion, the new content basically ends in a strike and I really like the new strike quite a bit. It's very involved and different and the layout and design is actually very cool. But yeah, basically, much like the previous expansion, I finished the new content in probably three or four hours, not counting things like, you know, the faction-based quests where you go out to patrol areas and look for certain bad guys, or, you know, obviously rerunning things that could be rerun. You know, that core story content of here's this story, go do this mission, that content only took a few hours and it was done. The one thing that I do find kind of really frustrating is that these new bounties to gain the faction are weekly. And they'd only take maybe one or two hours to complete. This is my biggest complaint about the new content because that makes the faction grind really, really, really slow. And while it might be fair to, I suppose, casual and hardcore players, it does force the player to play in a certain kind of playstyle. If there's somebody like me who only plays a few times a week and we play for what I would say is a small number of hours, I'll play for like three or maybe four hours, I'm then forced to spend about, I would guess, half of one of my days doing the faction, and then I have to wait a whole week. So if I wanted to, say, get that ship that's really cool at faction rank three, I have to wait a ridiculously long time. Whereas, you know, I could choose, if it were an option, to wear a faction-based cosmetic item and, you know, do maybe some regular quests or something and build up faction that way slowly. That's not an option. So this heavily de-emphasizes players from looking for raiding with the faction and forces them into playing other things. Instead of doing something to incentivize them to do other things while they still gain faction in some way. Like I mentioned, you know, wearing a cosmetic item and doing other things or something. Maybe, you know, each kill of a fallen while you're wearing a faction would give you just a couple of teeny tiny points. You know, something like that to incentivize them to look for faction in other ways. It's not an option. You have these few quests, they're once a week, and that's it which seems really, really lame. There's one new thing I like, which is called the Prison of Elders, which they're calling an arena. I didn't get a chance to do it more than once, but it is basically an arena-style fight. There are several stages, and with each stage, there are three waves, and you go in and you fight, and you have certain goals you have to do. So... The important thing with me only playing through it once is I don't know if those goals are random or change, or if the end boss is possibly different, or if these are, you know, 100% fixed and they're exactly the same each time. It would be really incredible if they were at least a little bit randomized. I kind of hope that's the case. Like I said, I kind of wanted to get in and do it again, but I didn't really have time. But I think that would be a really incredible addition if it were. There's a lot of new stuff for PvPers that I didn't mention because I'm not into PvP. I don't really care about it. It's just kind of meh in this kind of game. And this particular PvP is a weekly sort of ladder standing. 
and you have to have a group of three people and win a certain number of times to actually achieve anything. So for me, that's just not going to happen. I don't know people that are good at PvP and certainly nobody that's around enough to regularly group with for it. So that's just not going to happen for me. But for like a hardcore PvPer in Destiny, I, I could see it being a big draw because it is, you know, pretty cool and does seem like it has the potential for some cool rewards or at least bragging rights of some kind. One minor clarification for the new Scourge Cannon. I said it had sort of a lock-on feature, which was not the correct term. I knew it wasn't the correct term at the time, but I couldn't remember what the correct term was. What I was looking for is aim assist, which is that sort of pulling your target towards the enemy when you're, like, aiming at them. And it's, like I said, really incredibly strong with the Scourge Cannon. It's one of those ones where if you're aiming at a bad guy in the distance and somebody close runs by you, it'll sort of like yank your aim towards the close guy. So again, you know, with any rocket launcher, you have to be really, really careful. Especially this one, because that'll either throw your aim off or it'll target instantly on the closer guy and then you'll explode your face. And that's, you know, never a good thing. I would say re-examining all the things, there is a lot more content than the first expansion. So, in comparison to that, you're getting quite a bit more for the 10 bucks you're paying. Even though that's a small price to pay with no monthly subscription, I still can't help but wonder if this isn't something that they should be giving out. Like, a little bit of this, you know, every month or so, and then it, it'd just be free content to keep people playing. Because so much of it is just reused assets. The Prison of Elders and the New Strike are the only stuff I saw new that was new content and new maps. The rest were pretty much just reused stuff from before. So it seems like, you know, in terms of coding, that would be much easier to do and certainly not very much work for the short amount of playtime it has. But for the current model of basically single-player games, this is a good deal for 10 bucks of downloadable content. It does seem like a, a pretty good deal. So I have just a few thoughts on the iOS game I mentioned last time, Crossy Road. It is super cute, pixel-based game. I guess you could say in Minecraft style. That's kind of a thing now. Everybody's kind of copying them. You are trying to cross a road, and you click, and you'll either hop or sort of go sideways along the road. There's lots of cars and trains and other things zipping across, so you can get flattened pretty easily. For older players, this is basically a new school frogger, just at a really high difficulty. It's ridiculously hard. I rarely get more than about 15 steps. Sometimes I'll die in as few as 5 steps. That's one of those ones you die quite a bit and should pretty much expect to die quite a lot. I would be surprised if anybody was actually really good at it. That's good, you know, if you're standing in line or something, you know, you get in several games really quickly. I certainly appreciate that. The games that are 
you know, more of a time investment aren't really the best kind of games for your mobile device, particularly phone devices. So it's a good one for quick games. If you mute the sounds, you can listen to, I would assume, your own music. I listen to some podcasting. So that's cool. You can listen to whatever. And it seems pretty fun if you're into that kind of game. It's free, so you can pick it up. You get in-game coins, which will unlock different characters. I think you start with something like a chicken, and I unlocked like a boxer and something else. There's some bunnies in there, so I I would be into that, but I don't recall having a choice. It was just randomly awarded to me. But they seem totally cosmetic. They don't seem like they, they matter in any way, so just kind of a cool thing, I guess, to give players. But like I said, it's free, so if you want to check it out, you can check it out for free. So that's it for this week's Rabbit's Ramblings podcast. No Pirates Treasure and no real good news to speak of. So I'll just be pretty quick. Things are pretty bad again, down to like a quarter tank of gas, which is less than a week. My phone bill was recently paid, so that's, again, put off for another month. and I'm safe for that. Do still have the $100 registration coming up in a couple months. Worried about that. It's two months away, though, so hopefully I can get some donations and get that taken care of. The most immediate concern is, you know, having just a few days to less than a week's gas. You know, that'll run out pretty quick. So again, donations are super appreciated. And if you can spread the word to anybody who is helpful and nice and might want to consider supporting me in some way, that would be super great. And I guess I'll stop talking, because otherwise I'll get very sad about all the things I miss and can't do. But hopefully I'll think up something to talk about next time, and I'll see everybody then. Okay, thanks, bye. But I don't know. I don't know. I I I, I, uh, I certainly appreciate that. You know the 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 the. the. Bust a deal, face the wheel. Bust a deal and face the wheel. You have been listening to Rabbit's Ramblings. If you would like to see the show notes or feed the bunny by sending a donation, you can find the show website at www.rabbit.com slash podcast slash rabbits ramblings dot html When you type rabbits ramblings don't use the space If you would like to send me an email you can do so at rabbit at rabbit dot com If you like my page you can also post on Facebook at rabbit dot com You can follow me on YouTube at rabbitdot.com I have a page on Patreon at www.patreon.com slash rabbit r-a-b-b number one t You can set up a monthly recurring subscription there 
at a price point of your choice. Be sure to put the number one in place of I anytime you type rabbit. Rabbit's Ramblings is copyright 2015 and is released under a Creative Commons Attribution Share Alike license.